Hey everybody, uh, this is Brad from Dallas Geek, and I'm here today with... Tui Snyder! And we're here today to talk about her books. So Tui, oh. um, what books do you have with us today? Well, I brought several books. Um, this is the first book that I ever published, and it's self-published. It's called Unexpected Texas, and it's like a travel guide okay. to quirky, offbeat, overlooked places all throughout the Metroplex. Nice. And uh, it's the result of me falling in love with a Texan and moving down here. And I was already a travel writer. Yeah. And um, and I kept proposing these ideas to different magazines that I wrote for, and they kept wanting all the Texas cliches, like tell us about another barbecue joint. I mean, I love these things, but sure. you know, I wanted to tell them there's more to Texas than that. I mean, we have um, the only Michelangelo painting in the Western Hemisphere. Uh, we oh. have um, there's the Salt Palace, a building made out of salt. You know, things yeah. like that. There's a, a life-size version of the, you know, the uh, Da Vinci's Last Supper. You, you can see it's made out of wax. I mean, I mean, this climate. Who does that? That's ambition. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But there's exactly. lots of fun things. It's this very family-friendly, nice. fun book. It'll take you. I, I joke that you know my books will take you places. <laughs> so while I was researching this, though, yes, um, I learned something interesting. Texans are really good storytellers, and oh. and my my way of researching was I would drag my husband around to all these obscure little towns and quirky places and he'd be, where are we going this weekend? And I would look for the oldest person I could find in town, and usually an old guy at a hardware store. Those are really the best. Yeah. <laughs> They'll talk your ears <laughs> off though. Sometimes you have to pretend you're getting a phone call to leave. But but they I would I would always end it my little chat with them. I'd say, what don't people know about your town? What things did you do here growing up? What are overlooked pleasures? And um, yeah, what don't they know? And they'd always conclude with like well, did you hear about the haunted bridge? <laughs> and it'd be like, it'd be like three in the afternoon. I'd be getting goosebumps, and then they'd launch into this ghost story. It started when old man Stan was going to car deal went down. I'm like, you know, and, and that and this, uh, the first time that happened, I thought, wow, that was really neat. But it kept happening in different towns, and so I collected so many. I call it haunted lore because it's yeah. actual history. There will be some guy named Old Man Stan, sure. but then this haunted tale has grown up around him. Sure. So I made a travel guide to haunted places. So this is good if you know if you want to give a gift to your ghost hunter friend who's like you know all about all the ghost shows. Well, nice. how do they know where to go? These are all places <laughs> you can visit. Some of them claim to have a lot of them claim to have paranormal activity during the daytime. Sure. But they're all places you can visit. I don't write about a place and go, well, sorry, I can't go there. I sure. Mean, I want you to go there. You have some fun. Sure. But it's, not, it's history that's sort of wrapped in chocolate. You know what I mean? It's like sure. A, so that was. Then this one is a little bit of a departure. My third book started off, it's called The Lynching of the Santa Claus Bank Robber. Okay. And it's a real story about in 1927, Texas was having five to six bank robberies every single day. Okay. And so the bank association here decided to offer a $5,000 reward for dead bank robbers caught in the end. So you had wow. to shoot them while it was happening or kill them, however you run them, yeah. and bag them essentially while in the act of robbing a bank and you would get $5,000. Now to put that in perspective, the average uh, annual income that at that time was $1,500. Sure. So wow, people get dollar signs in their eyes. So if there was a bank robbery going on, you were either running towards the bank, hoping to nab a bank robber and running away. Mm -hmm. So anyway, this guy thought he would dress like Santa Claus and rob a bank. And I thought, well, this is kind of a good, you know, a counter to all the heartwarming stuff you hear at Christmas. I'll just write an article that's a little less than heartwarming just for the fun of it. Sure. But while I was researching it, I discovered a mysterious blonde woman who's left out of the official record. Okay. And I think she used 
an integral part. So I got really gripped by it and I did tons of research and it was really fun. So it ended up being a little book. Okay. It's my straight, my foray into true crime. <laughs> I do joke, actually that these, this book especially is the reason that I joke that, um, you know, I used to write fiction, but then I moved to Texas. <laughs> because this, Texas is just, what? That's true. No one's going to believe me anyway. Oh, yeah. uh, so I didn't, yeah, anyway. But, um, so I do so much historical research and I end up in historic graveyards a lot. Sure. And, and there are quite a few around here. Oh, we have, yeah. we have some really beautiful, wonderful, very historic graveyards in Texas. Okay. And, um, so I, I wrote a book, it's, this is a field guide, uh, and it's called Understanding Cemetery Symbols. And okay. so it's a, a guidebook, so like if you are traipsing through a historic cemetery and you wonder, well what does that symbol mean, or what does that symbol mean, you know, you can look in here and find out, oh that's what that means. Um, I have a whole section on like what hands mean. In huh. fact, if you visit my website, which is TuiSnyder.com, you can get a free guide to the many meanings of hands. So it means something. If you see a hand pointing up, it means one thing, hand pointing down. You start to notice, I tell you what the secret Masonic handshake looks like on a grave and different little fraternal organizations. And this is a really fun book to write. I'm actually working on a second edition because it's such a big topic. Yeah. But uh, that was really fun. Wow. So for that one, I made two companion journals. I made a ghost hunting journal for people to write down their ghost hunting. And with this, I took that photo. This is, just, this is called the kiss of death. Sure. This is a very dramatic. I thought that's a good one for the ghost hunters. And then I made another companion journal called the Graveyard Journal. Okay. And um, I didn't think anyone was going to buy this one. And this one's actually selling better than the Ghost Hunters Journal. So you okay. never know, really. But this is for people who like to keep track of their historic cemeteries they visit. So hmm. these are both just fun journals. I have a few tips about, you know, cemetery etiquette in the front. Sure. And, um, but most of it's for you to make a really cool keepsake. These make great gifts, too, for your people who like <laughs> the morbid people. It's not a morbid activity, I'm joking, really. Yeah, no, it's a very historic uh, thing. And, and I mean, honestly, if you want to be able to uh, experience history, especially in the South, yes. I mean, cemeteries uh, have so much of it that, I mean, it, it kind of loses some of that uh, macabre feel. Yes. And it's a lot more, just, you know, the only place you can really find uh, some of the most intact pieces of history. And here in the South, there is, there are a lot of these uh, historic cemeteries where they still have their annual decoration day or homecoming as they call it, where they're having barbecue. You'll see an old barbecue in the side. My friend's like, what's a barbecue doing? She was visiting me in a graveyard. I'm like, oh, they bring it out once a year and they have a picnic out here. Huh. Um, and in fact, most people don't realize that America's first public parks yeah. were our garden cemeteries. We didn't have huh. public parks. In the day, the Victorian era, you yeah. might go out to a garden cemetery, you would be playing games and picnics, kids would be running around. That wasn't considered weird. That was, people just hadn't figured out that, oh, people like to get out of the city and get into the nature. And so that was a good thing. Now, although no running out of time, most likely. So, jump, jump, I'm on it. All right, so then I have my last things here we're gonna talk about. Um, I was the writer in residence uh, for the Tarleton State University's Langdon Review. Okay. And it was such a great experience. They put you up in a bed and breakfast and you're by yourself for a couple of weeks and you just get to create. And I'm like, what am I supposed to do on here? You, you have to do public outreach. I did a photo walk and I made a I made a brochure for the um, their local visitor center that takes you through their local graveyard and tells you about sure. different things. But um, I also um, had my first photography exhibit and so um, and I uh, released an album of original music um, called Come to My Senses. 
Sure. Yeah, available on Amazon. Uh, also, CD Baby. It's um, I don't know if it's your cup of tea, but you can listen to samples of the music because music is very personal. Sure. To me, it's kind of like poetry. And, sure. And, um, and so my music has been described as most people say it's dreamy and mystical. I play several instruments. I don't know. It's just what comes out. I don't plan like I want it to sound like this. It's just how the sound songs end up. Sure. But this book tells you um, has the lyrics. It tells you a little behind what inspired them. And then I have a few photos and what inspired them too. It was just a fun little thing to do while I had this excuse to be creative. Nice. <laughs> so there, I think that, oh, and then I gotta say, I got a book coming up, hello, I'm, I'm remiss. Okay, and I wanna tell any authors who are watching this, make sure you keep your author website updated and look at, at least slightly spiffy. Try to keep up on it. I was slacking, I mean, I do, we all get busy, right? So I kind of tweaked mine a little bit and I changed my front page a little bit and a publisher came by, I don't know, they, I, they work on your SEO so you're findable and they find me, they were looking for a travel author for Texas and he, I looked on my, um, I, out of the blue I get an email from the publisher and I'm like, is this for real? And then I looked on my uh, website analytics to see who had been visiting because I don't do that that often and I saw someone had been really digging through my travel articles on it. I've sure. over 650 articles on my website now, but it's been up for a while. And I was like, someone's really checking, yeah. And uh, then we talked back and forth, and long story short, I've got a book contract with him. It comes out, it's called, uh, it's a second edition, so I didn't get the name, it's called 100 Things to Do in Dallas-Fort Worth Before You Die. But it's okay. up my alley, because I got to run all around the Metroplex, and sure. it was an excuse to travel and see a bunch of stuff I didn't know about. Like, I didn't know we had this really cool Gone with the Wind Museum in Cleburne, and wow. just a lot of fun things. Yeah. And, and I got some good recommendations while I was, um, you know, from locals, of course. And heard a couple of ghost stories, so put those aside. But you know how it is. This is Texas. You can't sure. hear ghost stories. Sure. Um, so yeah, that comes out September 15th. Okay. But it's available for pre-order, and it already got the orange banner as a hot new release on Amazon. So people are interested in it, which is nice. And Very I cool. do want to say that if anyone is interested in like my projects and what I'm up to, I do have a weekly newsletter that you can sign up for. Uh, I'll just go to my website. Um, it's tuisnider.com, and a little pop-up will come saying, "Hey, join my website." So. Awesome. There well, you go. It's all about me. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Tui, thank you so much for your time. This has been very intriguing stuff. Oh, good. So, he says that to all of us, right? No. <laughs> I'll be watching. I'll be scrolling to the end. <laughs> but, I, I mean, it's really cool to be able to see all these, uh, specifically uh, Dallas-Fort Worth-centric uh, uh, pieces of uh, work. So this is, this is great. We've got a really wonderful little piece of Texas. I'd like to branch out and write about more of it. It is just such a big state. I mean, yeah. I'm working my way. Oh, yeah. I haven't gotten done up here. There's a lot to do up here. Yes. Well, um, if you guys want to be able to check out her work, uh, links will be down in the description. But until then, until next time, I guess, uh, this is Brad from Dallas Geek saying, see ya.